the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the radio broadcast ministry of Kettering Baptist Church, where we minister in the spirit of excellence under the leadership of our anointed senior pastor, Bukas Sterling III. Please stay tuned at the end of this broadcast for information on how to obtain a copy of today's message in its entirety. And now, Pastor Sterling. Psalm 137, beginning at verse number one, bless his name. Would you read with me, whether you're here or whether you're viewing via live stream, the word of the Lord reads as follows. By the rivers of Babylon, there we sat down. Yea, we wept. And when we remembered Zion, we hung our harps upon the willows in the midst of it. And those who carried us away cap asked of us a song. And those who plundered us requested mirth, saying, Sing us a sing us one of the songs of Zion. How shall we sing? the Lord's song in a foreign land. If I forget, O Jerusalem, let my right hand forget its skill. If I do not remember you, let my tongue cling to the roof of my mouth. If I do not exalt Jerusalem above my chief joy. Amen. Father, I need you on this morning in an extraordinary way that you might clearly articulate this text in our hearing so that lost souls can be saved. Those who are struggling and wrestling in their fellowship with you, God, could be restored into rightful fellowship. Those, God, who are in need of edification might be edified. Those who are discouraged might be encouraged. Those who are downtrodden might be lifted up. God, and most of all, that your name would be glorified. So, Father, strengthen me in my mortal flesh and in all of my weakness and all of my frailties, God. Use me as a vessel and an instrument in your hand. Transform me even right now, God, to be a sounding brass or cymbal or trumpet that the noise that's made is clear and that it has come from you. Speak, God, as your very oracle in our hearing because the day is drawing nigh and the hour is late in the evening and the time of your return is soon and the urgency is before us but we need you right now so spirit of the lord speak and we will give your name all the glory and all the honor and all the praise for it is in jesus name i pray and i thank you amen and amen i'm going to ask you to pray with me and pray for me as i attempt to preach this text on this morning. This text has been troubling me for a long time, and I'm really not even sure uh, that 
I'm ready to get all of out of it that I see in it, but I, I've been moved and provoked by God. This is where we're going to be this morning. So here we are, but I know I need prayer. So pray for me. This uh, psalm is written out of a painful place in Israel's history. Uh, they are in captivity in Babylon after having rejected the calls of God through prophet after prophet to repent of their sin, turn away from their idol worship and obey God. They not only have gotten here by that warning, but they've also watched their brothers, the northern tribes of Israel, go through similar scenarios. And even though Israel, the northern tribes, uh, had been assimilated through a uh, war that came upon them and the warning came to Judah and they still did not heed the voice of God and they find themselves in this difficult place right now where they have watched and witnessed their homes and their walls that were around Jerusalem and their crops and their temple uh, uh, that that was where the presence of God was and all of their investments in the temple, the gold that was on the temple walls and and the, the ornaments and everything has been destroyed and stripped away and stolen away and taken away. And now they as a nation are being have been marched into captivity, not by another Christian nation, but by a heathen nation. And, and they wonder within themselves, God, why would you? use such a, a horrible people to execute judgment on us. But let me say this, God can do whatever he wants to do. And he can do it how and when he wants to do it. And he brings this judgment on uh, Israel, Judah acts specifically, and, and they're in this captivity in Babylon. And as they are there in captivity in Babylon, that they've now been removed from the place where uh, they, they once had comfort and joy and peace of mind where they were laying back and enjoying the fruits of the vine that had grown up. And all of that now is in ruins, and, and they are on the uh, edge of this river. And while they're at the edge of the river Euphrates, their enemies uh, are provoking them and, uh, I want to say, taunting them to sing a song of worship to their God. While they have been uh, evicted from their blessed land of promise. Come on, sing a song. Let's hear you sing a song. And so they're being provoked and antagonized to sing about Jerusalem and their grief of what they have lost and what has, is no longer uh, uh, available to them won't allow them or puts them in a, I'm going to say, a conflicting place, uh, which causes them to ask this question, how shall we sing the Lord's song in a foreign land? They don't ask the question, how can we sing? They ask the question, how shall we sing? I'm, I'm wrestling with that even right now because it's, to me, there's difference in how can we sing versus how shall we sing. 
The way the text is interpreted, it brings to my mind the, the struggle of what motivation can, can be uh, drawn upon while I'm in the middle of such a horrible place that would allow me to lift up a song that I used to sing when everything was well. I, I want to talk this morning from the subject matter, singing the Lord's song in a foreign land. Let me, let me begin by, by saying this. Um, do me a favor for those of you here in the sanctuary and even of those of you are, are at home, if you've got anybody around you, look, look at the people around you. Just take a little quick look at them. And I want you to just, you know, give, give them a real eye. Don't give them that church fake eye. Like, no, nah, just look at them for real and see that there is a person somewhere near you uh, and look at them. And what I want you to realize as you as you look at those people that are around you here in the sanctuary or the, even those that might be around you on that at home or wherever you may be listening or watching. Um, I want you to, to, to realize something. I want you to realize that most of those people that you have looked at are not okay. Y'all, 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 want, y'all want pity pat and preaching or y'all want the real deal? The reality is most of the people that you looked at now, 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 let me say, let me, let me say this, because the people online, y'all don't know, but the people here in the sanctuary, they look good. Y'all can't see them, but they look good. They're dressed up. They got the ties on. They have their dresses on. Some of them, because it was cool this morning, even put their stockings on. They've got, they got their legs covered and shaved. They got their fingernails done. Their hair is done and shaped up. They look good in the sanctuary, and you would never know from looking at them that they're not okay. Now you're at home and you're probably in your pajamas and, um, you know, you just kind of rolled over, turned on the computer or grabbed the phone or whatever, <laughs> casted it up on the TV. So you, you at home, and you're looking at those people around you in the home and guess what? Many of them also are not okay. Matter of fact, if I can drop us into the text this morning, most of us are in a foreign land right now. I ain't talking about last year. I'm talking about right now. We're in a foreign land. We're in a strange place. We look around us and this is not normal. This is strange. Amen, somebody. And being in this strange place puts us perhaps and will perhaps put us in the days that are ahead and maybe even right now in a conflicting scenario that we may have to ask the same question. How shall I sing the Lord's song in a strange land? Brother Omar was up here and he's got plenty of energy and, you know, he had his energy drink. He's jumping all around and doing all that. And, and he's all excited. We know he can sing in a strange land, but, and he's asking us, come on, sing along with me. And, and some of you were looking at him. I was watching y'all. Some of y'all were looking at him like, how can we sing? And how can we join you with these masks on? I'm in a strange land. I'm in a strange place. And, and it's not just the mask, Lord help me here, that's distracting us 
from singing the Lord's song in a strange land. But it's the, it's the proverbial uh, mask. It's the, it's the, it's the weight of, of change and strangeness of scenario and life and circumstances that are surrounding us. It's the pressure and the weight of economics and the pressure and the weight of grief and the pressure and the weight of stuff that's causing us to be conflicted this morning. I know I came to church, but how shall I sing? The Lord's song in a strange foreign land. Um, let's look at Israel. I'm going to walk you through their, their, their challenge and maybe it'll help us this morning. Israel in verse one of one Psalm 137, it says by the rivers of Babylon, there, there we sat down, yea, we wept when we remembered Zion. Um, Israel, first of all, they remembered Zion and they wept. They're in a foreign land. They're in a strange land. In their foreign land, while they're in this foreign place, while they're in this strange place, they remembered Zion and they wept. Verse 1 says, they're by the rivers of Babylon, and more specifically, they're, they're by most likely the Euphrates River. So they're at the banks of the Euphrates River. And on the banks of the Euphrates River in a foreign land, Israel comes to the banks of the river and the Bible says they sat down. Can y'all just bear with me for a moment? They sat down on the banks of the river. Now, what I want you to do, for those of you here in the sanctuary, I want you to imagine for just a moment. I want you, I want, I'm trying to paint a picture here. I want you to imagine for a moment that the aisles are the rivers. So everywhere there's an aisle around you, that's rivers flowing. And you're sitting with Israel, you're part of Israel, and you're in a foreign land, and your enemies have called upon you to sing a song in this foreign land. Now normally, and I need you to understand something, uh, riverside worship was common in Israel. Okay, if we go all the way back and follow Israel's history, uh, Ezekiel chapter one, uh, we'll see Israel by the riverside worshiping. Acts chapter 16, you'll see riverside worship. Go all the way back to Exodus chapter 15, and there you find Miriam after they've crossed over. They, they, she's on the other side of the river, and on the other side of the river, they are worshiping on the other side of the river. And as they sing the songs to their God, who is great and awesome, the river somehow creates an echo chamber that helps lift the songs to God. You ever sat by the river and you hear the noises of the river and it's peaceful. 
But now here they are in a strange land sitting by the river that is supposed to be a peaceful place, which in their history is a place also of worship. So they could have they could have riverside worship. And while they're sitting there by the river and the river is flowing that ought to bring peace, all they can do is think about what they've lost. And they think of Zion, that city of God. And while they think of Zion and all that they've lost in Zion, their enemies say, sing a song. Come on. They antagonize them. Come on, sing a song. Y'all like singing. Y'all the praise and worship nation. Sing a song. I know y'all like to get beside the river and sing songs of Zion. Sing a song. But the weight and the burden of Life at that moment is too great for them to sing. And they're remembering Zion. But here's what I want you to think about with me. What Israel remembers about Zion is what it was and what they lost. Stay here with me. Because Israel has lost their homes They've lost their uh, gardens that, remember this, they did not plant. Because when they came into the land, God said, I'm giving you vineyards that you did not plant and homes you did not build. So, that, so they're, 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 they're remembering all that they had and how God had given them all this and all this stuff that they had and all the blessings that they had and all the peace that they had and how easy they had it. They're remembering the loved ones that were that was with them when they were in Zion, but now they're no longer there because they've lost them to war. Because when the Babylonians came in, they killed many of the, the of those of Israel, and they not only killed men and women, but they killed children too. And Israel is grieving the loss of loved ones. They're grieving the loss of homes and families. They're grieving the loss of everything that they once had. And they sit by the river and they wept. Many of us, as we approach the holidays, will be like the children of Israel. We'll be in a place where we should be able to worship where worship would have been common, where, where joy would have been common, where peace would have been normal, but we will think about how it was. In 2018, how we were all together around the table, eating Thanksgiving dinner and laughing. And now there's empty seats. And we'll be asking, how shall we sing? In a foreign land. As a matter of fact, if I can be very bold, some of us will receive invitations to Thanksgiving dinner and we will reject it because we've We've already figured out there's no way I can sing in a foreign land. I can't be happy. Grandpa ain't here this year. (sighs) Mama done had a stroke. Auntie, who always cooks the best macaroni and cheese. She can't do it no more. And I'm, and I'm, 
and I'm, I'm a little fearful of gathering and I don't know how shall I sing in this foreign land? How shall I rejoice? How shall I enjoy what I used to know? We'll just sit at the river and weep just like Israel. Instead of worshiping, they're weeping because they're in a foreign land. And then walk walk with me a little further in this text. And it says, we hung our harps upon the willows in the midst of it. For there those who carried us away captive asked of us a song. As a means of tormenting them, as a means of discrediting their God whom they had trusted in and whom they had exalted as the God above all gods. Their enemies tormented them by saying, sing to your God those songs that you used to sing. Sing about how great he is while you're now in our control. How our God has conquered you and your God. Sing a song for us. They're, they're being tormented. They're being, uh, they're being poked fun at. And as they are there wrestling with their feelings, as they're there wrestling with their emotions, as they're there wrestling with, with the hurt and the pain and the loss of all that ha- they once had, they hang up their instruments. That's what it says. They, they hung up their harps. They hung them on the willows and, and the reeds and in the midst of uh, the, the river. And, and it was there that they said, sing us a song. The very people who had plundered us requested us to be happy. The very people who had made things bad said, sing us a song and be, be joyful. Let's see you be joyful. Matter of fact, um, it's, it's like kicking someone when they're down. Like, oh, yeah, you down. Come on, sing, sing, come on. And be happy. Um, and the idea really behind this is to say to Israel, your God is not what you think he is. Your God has failed you. And for some, can I be really intimate with you? you might feel God has failed you too because he didn't keep that loved one, because he didn't keep that job situation, because things are changing so rapidly and it seems out of control and it seems like the enemy has control of everything. But let me let you know, he's not, God's not, God's not asleep. He's not, he has not lost control. He is still very much in control. He very much is. And this Israel... After they remembered Zion and wept, verse number two, in essence, says they resigned their instruments and their will to worship. They resigned their instruments. They, they, I almost want to say they, they quit, but they didn't quite quit. They just, they put their instruments away and basically said, we ain't singing. Watch this. As I, as I looked in this, because this, this river worship, the psalmist says they, they retired the instruments of worship. That what they used that, that helped them lift up worship to God, their harps, their instruments, um, they put them on the reeds 
of the sea. And, and the, the river Euphrates was known for having multiple reeds. And so reeds were everywhere. These willows were everywhere. And so um, they used the willows or the reeds, if you will, to hang their harps on as a visible indicator that we are not going to sing. Praise the Lord. You have been listening to the radio broadcast ministry of Kettering Baptist Church under the leadership of Senior Pastor Bukas Sterling III, where we minister in the spirit of excellence. We pray that you have been richly blessed by today's message. Financial contributions and support of this ministry are welcome. We thank you in advance for uniting with us in kingdom building. For a copy of this sermon on CD or to hear this message again on the web, please visit our website at KetteringMinistries.org and remember to reference the title or broadcast date. We hope that you have enjoyed our journey together. And we invite you to join us in person for one of our spirit-filled worship services, Sundays at 10 a.m. at the Legacy Center, located at 6909 Crane Highway, Upper Marlboro, Maryland or virtually via our website, Facebook, and YouTube. For additional information, go to our website at KetteringMinistries.org or contact our church office at 301-627-9500. Please join us again as Senior Pastor Bukas Sterling III and the Kettering Baptist Church family Minister in the Spirit of Excellence. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.